Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to worship. Welcome to Schweitzer today. We are really glad you're here to worship. Worship God, worship with each other on this day that God has given us. I'm Jim, serve as a pastor and a host for our experience together. Today, we're continuing the series, The Way of Wisdom. It's week seven. Pastor Jason's going to lead us in how God gives us wisdom to navigate our everyday life, every day as we go through life. And especially today, we're going to be diving into the power and wisdom in words and our words and the power of words and how they shape everything around us. It's going to be a great day, a great message. If you'd like to go deeper into the message, go to sumc.co slash next. We have questions and more that, again, we can explore the scripture deeper together. So look forward to that. Also, if you're a guest with us today, we have a gift for you. We'd love to give you this gift. It's a digital gift card from Starbucks. Enjoy some brew on us. Just check in with us and we'll send that right out to you. And now let's check in with Stephanie, who's going to tell us more about what's going on here at Schweitzer. Hi, I'm Stephanie. Sunday, August 1st is going to be a special time as we head to the Finley River Park for a cookout and a special time of baptisms at 5 p.m. We know several people have expressed an interest in being baptized and summer at the river is the perfect time. On Sunday, July 25th at 10 a.m., we'll have a brief informational class for those who are interested. Sign up or find out more at sumc.co slash next or stop by the Connection Center for more information. The new school year is coming up and to get ready, we have two things coming up. First off is our school supply drive to help students at our local Pittman Elementary. Beginning on July 25th, we'll be collecting items here on campus. Then on August 11th, we're hosting the last Blast of Summer event. We're looking for kids of all ages and their families to join us as we have outdoor music, games, food, and lots more. Invite friends to join you and find out more at sumc.co slash next. Now I'm going to pass along to Pastor Spencer to let you know how we can care for our community right now. As you're probably aware, the Springfield area is in a critical state concerning COVID cases. And as we've said from the very beginning of this pandemic, Schweitzer is going to follow the guidelines that we've received from the Springfield Green County Health Department. We are so appreciative of the leadership that our local government has offered us, and we're going to continue to stay by that standard. Now, what does this rising caseload, though, mean for Schweitzer? Well, a few things. First of all, I want you to know, and I want to say as publicly as we can, that we care about our community. We are a church that is focused on others. And so that means that we need to be aware of how our actions are impacting others. So if you're coming to worship, one of the things we'd ask is if you're unvaccinated to please wear a mask. You're protecting yourself and other people. If you are vaccinated and you feel more comfortable wearing a mask, please don't hesitate to do so uh, to protect yourself and others. Um, Schweitzer will be hosting a, a vaccine clinic on July 27th, and we would love for you to participate if you're not vaccinated. I know that 60% of our community is not yet vaccinated, and we want to do our part to help um, speed that, uh, that goal up. Finally, we pray daily for the healthcare professionals in our community, and we want to pray 
for people by name. And so if you're somebody in our church who is uh, serving in healthcare for, for directly, especially for COVID-related uh, cases, or you know somebody who is, we would love to pray for them by name. And so if you'd love to do this, if you, if you partner with us and, and share your name with us, that we could create a list that our staff and our leaders could pray through, um, please go to sumc.co slash prayer and submit a name that we can be praying for God's wisdom and God's strength to be with our community, especially those who are on the front lines serving during this disease. Let's all do our part uh, to help stop the spread of COVID and caring for our neighbors and loving our community. Thanks, Spencer. As someone who also works in the healthcare community here in Springfield, I can tell you that all the doctors, nurses, and other healthcare workers really appreciate how our community is bonding together to support them in this critical time. Thank you all for being here today, and now let's continue with worship. Thanks, Stephanie. We appreciate you and keeping us connected. Today we invite you to engage. There's a chat feature, a chat feature on your screen. Say hi to your friends. Give us your insights. We'd appreciate that. Also, if you'd like to receive prayer, receive prayer today. There's a prayer button and we have people available to pray with you. And now on this day, again, this day that God has given us, let's rejoice. Let's uh, enjoy each other and let's celebrate God as we worship today.
Now, as we come to our time of prayer together, as I mentioned earlier, this week, the wisdom that God gives us is around wise words. What's our speech like? What are our words saying to others and how are they shaping our lives as well as others that we have relationship with? And there's a scripture that Pastor Jason will refer to called, or it says, the lips of the wise nourish many. The lips of the wise nourish many. And so let's reflect for a moment. Let's God speak to us about what are our words? Are they life-giving, healing, encouraging? Or can we slip into patterns of being cynical, uh, negative, uh, discouraging, uh, spite-filled, whatever it may be? Let's let God speak to us about our words, my words, and how God desires to use us. Holy God and kind, kind Father, we thank you for your spirit as we open ourselves to you that you give us the words you desire for us, the words of your heart. Continue to shape ours. God, our hearts, our minds, uh, we want to be the people you've called us to be. We want to be people who encourage others to actually put courage and joy and goodness into others through the words that you give us. Again, Lord, we believe that you desire people who build each other up and seek the best for each other and live in unity and love and mercy and grace. So we open ourselves and we believe, we believe that your spirit will teach us and lead us in all ways, in all circumstances, in all relationships. God, just give us the, the awareness that you are with us and uh, leading us. So God, again, we thank you for who you are, for your Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. And now we pray together the prayer our Lord, our Lord taught us long ago. We pray in humility and boldness and confidence, God, because you are with us and saying together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now as we come to this time of offering, we thank God for God's generosity and care and providing in our lives. God is uh, more generous than we can imagine. And we especially appreciate your giving in response to God's grace, your giving through faith and trust and obedience that supports the ministries here at Schweitzer. For example, your giving, my giving, helps support the kids ministry that just flourishes here 
And we're so excited this week to introduce you to our new kids director, Stephanie Taylor. Here's Stephanie. Hi, my name is Stephanie Taylor and I am the director of kids ministry here at Schweitzer. A lot of people may not know how to pronounce my name when they see it. And it's pronounced Stephanie, not Tiffany. However, my mom really liked the way that Tiffany looked on paper and she just put an S in front of it and called me Stephanie. I moved to Missouri about two years ago. I started working as a nanny again, but then I felt the call to kids ministry last summer. I decided to try and find a place to work that was faith-based in a preschool setting with kids, and that's how I came to work at Grow to Know. I worked a lot with the learning pods and the kids that were out of school, and I really enjoyed working with the older kids and just seeing them grow in their faith. And now I am the director of kids ministry and I am excited to see how kids can grow and develop uh, a relationship with Jesus. I wanna get to know your kids, but I want to get to know you as parents as well. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. I would love to have a conversation with you. Thanks, Stephanie. We're so excited to have you on the team and leading the kids here at Schweitzer. And we can continue to give by going to sumc.co slash give. Thanks for doing that. And now Pastor Jason's going to lead us in week seven of our series, The Way of Wisdom. Let's watch. Welcome to worship. I'm Pastor Jason. So glad you've joined us. Today we're continuing our series, The Way of Wisdom, as we look at, at the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, as they speak into us how to live a life that is good, beautiful, and holy. Today we're going to be looking at the power of words, talking about talking, if you will, because the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about how words impact us, how words come out of us, how they help shape our world. Several years ago, a professor from Asbury Seminary, I, I never had him as a professor personally, but I had him as a friend, as a, as a companion. As I got to be in places where he would, he would teach, but not as a, as a professor. Uh, Dr. Joy was his name. He said to me, as he maybe put his arm around my shoulders, as we were in conversation together, he said to me, he said, I've tried to commit myself to never saying anything negative. Now, that line has, has stuck with me for a very long time because we live in a world and, and I have all of all kinds of my own tensions and all kinds of things that want to come out of, from me, and maybe you do too, where it is hard to get to that place. How did Dr. Joy ever get to the place where he said, I want to live in a world where I don't say anything negative? There are moments in my life where I have to fight against that passion because there are things in me that want to come out and uh, nothing in our world is going to encourage us in that direction from news uh, about what's happening in our own uh, local communities to the news of the world to the news of, of politics to news about sports wherever it's almost like everything thrives and flourishes on some sort of negative remark and yet here was dr joy speaking a word of wisdom I don't want to say anything negative. 
It's almost like he was picking up some of the wisdom that flows through Scripture. And one of the challenges that the writer or the teacher of Proverbs says, where the writer says, some people like to make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Uh, The writer, the teacher of Proverbs, understands that the Lord, bringing about life, wants to continue to bring forth healing. And so the book of Proverbs, and in many other places throughout Scripture, will we'll hear comments about how words are powerful. The words that we use, words of, of blessing, words of goodness, or words that are negative. They also, all throughout Scripture, words are described as having an incredible amount of power. Throughout, um, at the beginning of Scripture, we hear at the opening of creation, how God looked over the void of, of what we call now the cosmos, how God looked into the void and God spoke into that void and out of God's words came all that we see throughout creation, except for us. The, the writer of Genesis says that God formed us out of the dust. He took his hands and he formed human beings out of the dust of the earth. But everything else that we see came out of, out of God's speech. The words of God brought creation into being. And not only did uh, words bring creation to being, but then as you follow the story of, of human history, it's our speech then that contributes the chaos to the chaos that we experience. It's words where we disagreed with one another or we critiqued one another or we cursed one another. Those words are powerful and they continue to reverberate not only from the book of Genesis, but to the place where we live and exist to this very day. Words of blessing and words of creation and words of cursing. So theologically, the scripture talks about the power of words. And yet at the same time, it also describes how words aren't enough. Because what we see within the, in the pages of the Old Testament is we see God being present to his people through words or God being present through fire or some, some kind of sign. But what we really long for was we long for the embodiment of words. And so John 1 talks about how the word of God became flesh. He took on flesh and he walked in our midst. He walked on our streets. And so Jesus is God in the flesh, the word in the flesh, somebody we can touch, somebody we can rub shoulders with, somebody who is close to us, proximity. It's not just a word, but word brought into being. So scripture talks about the power of words. Scripture will talk broadly about how words in some ways are limited. And scripture will speak to how we use our words. James 3 is one of those famous passages throughout all of scripture where it's speaking to to us who are seeking to follow after God. And it just says, you know, how we use our words in an everyday matter, um, it matters to those who are around us. And it's actually talking about the tongue is that it's one of the strongest muscles of the body, but it says this, sometimes with our tongues and our mouths, with our words, we praise the Lord, our Lord and Father, and sometimes we curse those who've been made in the very image of God. And so blessing and cursing come from the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this shouldn't be. Um, so throughout all of the pages of Scripture, how we use our words, what we say with our words, it really matters. And the teacher of Proverbs has some wisdom that they'd like to share with us about what we do with words and how we can walk in a way that's good and right and beautiful. So if you've got your Bibles, I'd like to read three verses from Proverbs 10, and we'll unpack three significant teaching points for us today. Three verses from Proverbs 10. 
Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering makes, uh, slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver, and the heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. Throughout this, these few verses, I think there's three significant points for us to, to walk away with today. The first part, um, 18 and 19, talk about hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Uh, one of the things that, that this writer the teacher of Proverbs understands, and then Jesus will speak about in Matthew 12, is that whatever is in our heart is actually going to come out in some form or fashion. And so Jesus, speaking with a group of Pharisees, says, um, you struggle to speak words of life because you've got hatred in your heart, and it's determining what you say. The writer of Proverbs is saying, if whatever's in your heart, you need to find a way not to simply hide it, but you need to find a way to get it out, out into the open. Because if you hide it in your heart, it's going to come out nonetheless. Uh, one commentator on this passage said, you know, you can try and hide what's really inside of you, but if there's stuff in there that isn't healthy, it's going to come out as biting cynicism, or it may just turn you into an overall curmudgeon. So throughout the course of history, the church has encouraged us to have a place where we can reveal what's in our hearts, not in public format, but in private format. In the Wesleyan or Methodist tradition, we talk about this being Christian conversation. There's a place for all of us where we need to have a few people around us where we can share what's actually happening within the midst of our lives. We can share what's in our hearts. This is, uh, for some people, it's called confession. But it, it gives us a private place where we can share the, the inner um, wanderings of our hearts. So that if there's shame there, or if there's some burden that we're carrying, or if somebody has really ticked us off, and maybe that doesn't happen for you, but that's happened for me. In fact, right now, I've got like a thousand stories, but I can't share that here with you. It's not appropriate. But there are Places And there are people in my life that I can open up to and have Christian conversation with and say, there are things that I'm just passionate about. I'd like to give voice to. And with people who are really close, who care and who will challenge me and who will speak life back into me, that's a place I can do that. So the writer says, don't hide what's in your heart, but have a place where you can talk. At the same time, as the writer might say to us, you know, what's inside, you've got to get it out. On the other end of the spectrum, we can have too many words. Too many words can be too many. You know, we have gone through a season, culturally, where we have heard some phrases like, if you see something, you need to say something, or silence is violence, and, and that has particularly been around uh, abuse. Or even to use a, a Hamilton reference, we've heard, the line, talk less, smile more, almost as a, as a cudgel against those of us who would be silent or we would hide our true convictions behind the veil of, of secrecy. And so there's, this, there's been this overarching encouragement to say things. Well, the writer and the teacher of, of Proverbs knows this. 
that there does come a point where we can say too much. Where words can become white noise. Where everybody is speaking and at the end of the day, we don't see goodness or truth or beauty. Where too many words come in and it just becomes white noise. And the words of life don't impact us. So there is a point where we can speak too much. Silence can in fact be golden. The writer also has something else for us. The teacher has something else for us. That words of the godly are like golden or silver apples. They're precious jewels. They're things that that we long for. They, They put beauty around us. And they're things that actually can mean so much in our lives. The words of the godly can bring forth belief and promise and trust and faith. The words of the godly can can really encourage us in, in all kinds of times and places. The words of the godly really matter because they bring to us life and healing and they create things that, that uh, we may not see or imagine and the places where we're at right now. And so words can be powerfully good and they need to be used for powerfully good. They need to encourage us. And there are times where words also can sometimes um, feel out of place and yet they're meant for encouragement. Recently, I've come back to a song that's, I suppose, is relatively old for many, but Styx sang a song years ago where they talked uh, to, to a young person who was feeling rather cynical, and the song is called Fooling Yourself. And they have this sense of belief and trust and look to the future in these words, and yet there's this, this line or this sense within the song. Well, anyway, let me share some of it with you. It opens like this. You see the world through your cynical eyes. You're a troubled young man, I can tell. You've got it all in the palm of your hand, but your hand's wet with sweat and your head needs a rest. And so you're fooling yourself if you don't believe it. You're kidding yourself if you don't believe it. Why must you be such an angry young man when your future looks quite bright to me? How can there be such a sinister plan that could hide such a lamb, such a caring young man? You're fooling yourself if you don't believe it. You're kidding yourself if you don't believe it. Get up. Get back on your feet. You're the one they can't beat, and you know it. So come on. Let's see what you've got. Just take your best shot and don't blow it. Words of uh, encouragement can come in lots of different ways. This song from Sticks reminds me of, um, ironically, of some of the things that my grandfathers would say along the way, or my mom or my dad, when there were moments where I thought all was lost and they came along and spoke some words that at a moment almost seemed a little harsh, like, why are you such a cynical young man? You've got the world by the tail and there's all kinds of things out there. Um, So the words of the godly are powerful They bring about belief and promise and trust and faith and they bring about a new kind of reality, a challenge to look at the world through different lenses.
So the writer, the teacher of Proverbs, comes to us this day and it says, if you want to walk in the way of wisdom, you have to pay attention to your words because your words are powerful. All of our words are powerful and they matter. And there's three things that the writer would say that I'd like to bring us back to in, in summary. That we need to cultivate a place in our own hearts, in our own lives, where we can reveal what's in our hearts. Because what's in our hearts is going to come out in some form or fashion. And we need people around us. I don't know if you've got people around you, but I'd encourage you to have a group of people, close friends, who you can really share with what's in your heart. So that there's not stuff in there that's unhealthy, but there's stuff in, inside of you that comes out as healthy and life-giving to others. Secondly, don't be afraid of silence. We need to cultivate the discipline of silence. Our world knows what it is to be overwhelmed with noise. I'd encourage you to find moments in your day where you just give to silence. Some of the earliest moments of, of my morning, every morning, are filled with the silence of just waiting and hearing what the Lord has to say. And maybe throughout the day, you need to set a timer on your watch where you spend a minute in silence throughout the, the course of a day. The other thing that the writer would encourage us to do is to speak encouraging words. And so maybe you'd set a goal for yourself. I'd set a goal for myself to speak five encouraging words before noon every day. Or maybe you want to set an ambitious goal of, of speaking five encouraging words every hour. Something like that. But we all need to set a goal to speak encouraging words. Maybe just maybe over the course of time, you'll set a goal like Dr. Joy did, where he said, I don't ever want to say a, dis a discouraging word to anyone or a negative word to anyone. I just want to speak positive words. Maybe you'll set that goal. But friends, the, one of the big truths of the matter is that we can set these things in motion that the teacher gives to us. Like we can say, we're going to have a group of people we confess to and we're going to set moments of silence within our day and, and we're going to say so many encouraging words. But the true heart of the matter is this. Words are powerful. They can bring healing or they can bring cursing. And at the end of the day, whatever is in our heart is going to come forth with our words. And we are people who need to have our hearts transformed by Christ and the Holy Spirit. And if we're going to talk with the words of healing and the words and the, and the light of Christ, we have got to have our hearts transformed by the power of Christ and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we've got to ask the Lord to do a work with our tongues, with our hearts, to transform us. And part of that asking is asking the Holy Spirit to come to the place in our hearts where our hearts are wounded or where there's brokenness, where we are consumed by pride or envy or our egos, we've got to ask the Spirit to give us release and healing in those places. And where there are places in our life where we struggle with trust, we've got to ask the Spirit to give us trust as a gift from God. Now, this can happen in an instant when we ask the Spirit of Christ to come and do that work in our life. It can happen in an instant, and for some people it will, and yet sometimes it has to happen moment by moment, day by day, where we wake up every day 
and we give the Lord our lives and we say, Lord, draw close to us. I want out of my mouth to come words of encouragement, words of hope, words of healing, words of life. Would you come into my life today and do that within me? The writer of Proverbs, the teacher of Proverbs know this. Some people will make cutting remarks. The teacher doesn't think that he has to fix all those things, but he says to the wise, those who want to be wise, the words of the wise bring healing. Friends, may you and I, may we embark on a journey where our words bring life and healing and goodness to our world. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. Amen. Thanks everybody for a great week of worship. Thanks to Stephanie for keeping us connected, the worship team for leading us. Thanks so much, Jason, for that message. We appreciate you. And who do you know who could use this message, uh, use the encouragement around wisdom, around the power of words? Share this with others on social media. We really appreciate that. And now we look forward, look forward to seeing you back for week eight of the Way of Wisdom. Have a great week, everybody.